0: Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We're here in 2 Samuel chapter 9 as we continue our three-year journey through God's Word. Let's pray and ask the Lord's help as we look at this wonderful chapter about David's kindness to Mephibosheth. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your Word and for the opportunity we have to be in your Word together again. We pray that you bless our understanding of your Word, that it might be clear and faithful. And we pray that you would put your word in our hearts, that it might change us and draw us closer to Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 9. And David said, is there still anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now there was a servant of the house of Saul, whose name was Ziba. And they called him to David. And the king said to him, are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him? Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. The king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel at Lodibar. Then King David sent and brought him from the house of Maker, the son of Amiel at Lodibar, that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I. Then the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, All that belonged to Saul and to all his house I have given to your master's grandson. And you and your sons and your servants shall till the land for him and shall bring in the produce that your master's grandson may have bread to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall always eat at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king commands his servant, so will your servant do. So Mephibosheth ate at David's table like one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Mica. And all who lived in Ziba's house became Mephibosheth's servants. So Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate always at the king's table. Now he was lame in both his feet. 2 Samuel chapter 9 is a short chapter, but it's a powerful picture of the gospel. And David here is really a powerful type of Christ in his kindness to Mephibosheth. Because Mephibosheth can't do anything for David. Mephibosheth is lame in both of his feet, so he can't fight in a battle. He can't wait on tables. He can't work, you know, the land. He, he can't do any of the things that would be associated with being a productive man within Israel. It's been some time since Saul's death. number of years have passed. It's been some time since uh, Ishbosheth has been killed and David's been made king over all of Israel. And, and David just wants to bless because of the covenant. Because of the covenant that he's made with Jonathan, he wants to bless those who would belong to Saul's house or to Jonathan's house. That's what Christ does for us. Because of the covenant he made with the Father, the covenant of redemption before the world began, because of the covenant of grace that he promised to the people of God throughout the scriptures, God comes to us who are helpless and who can't do anything for God in and of ourselves. We have, we are spiritually dead in and of ourselves. That's worse than being lame in both feet. We are like a dead dog, uh, as Mephibosheth says about himself in verse 8. We're like a dead dog toward God in terms of our ability to do anything, to keep the law, to offer up right worship, to, to do anything righteous. As Isaiah says, all of our righteous deeds in and of ourselves are as filthy rags. And so there's nothing we can offer. And yet Christ has mercy on us. Christ invites us to come and eat at his table. We get to do that when we participate in the Lord's Supper. But we also get to do that whenever we come to Christ and we abide in his presence and we Feast our souls on his goodness when we're in the word, when we're in worship together with his people, when we're hearing the word preached and taught, when we're believing in the word of God, and then when we're sharing in the Lord's Supper. We are sitting at the table of the Lord and we are feasting our souls on the abundance of his table, the grace, the goodness, the mercy, the truth, the righteousness, the inheritance, the blessing, the protection, the sovereign kindness, the patience that are, that are given to us in Christ is an abundance. And that is the picture that we have here of what David does for Mephibosheth, who is helpless, who had been abandoned. He had been sidelined. We don't know exactly what had happened to Saul's land, if other people from the tribe of Benjamin had sort of moved in on Saul's territory or what, but now it's restored it's given. Mephibosheth is given the land. He's given an inheritance, just as we are given an inheritance, a living hope, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for us, where neither moth nor rust can destroy and where thieves cannot break in and steal. We have a secure inheritance. And notice that even the servants of Mephibosheth are blessed. Ziba has 15 sons and 20 servants and he and his household they get to work the land and eat what comes from the land and so this is an abundant blessing that overflows from mephibosheth whose blessing comes from the covenant that David's made with Jonathan into those who are associated with mephibosheth and so as believers we are blessed by God because of the covenant of grace that is fulfilled in Christ. Christ Jesus gives us the, the, the adoption and access to the table and the abundance of God's blessings. But those blessings are meant to overflow to those who are around us too. Those who know us, those who are associated with us, those in our family, those in our neighborhood, those in our workplace. They should experience the blessing of being connected to those who are children of God and her being blessed by God. Maybe we pray for them, or we speak the truth and love to them, or we share of the blessing of God and his goodness to us with them. Those who are in need, we are to be hospitable and kind and generous. And so this is just a great gospel picture. It's both a gospel picture of how blessed we are, so that we would be humbled and realize that we are the lame ones, we are the dead dog, we are the ones who can't give anything to Christ, but he gives everything to us. And it's also a picture of how we should be a blessing to others. We are blessed to be a blessing as we have received goodness from the Lord, we are to share that goodness with others. It's a great picture, and I hope that it is something that will grab a hold of our hearts and draw us closer to Christ and make us more generous with the good things that we have been given. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us with a love that is faithful and strong, unwavering. You have poured out your love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit because of what Jesus has done for us through the covenant of grace. We are so thankful that we are so blessed. We're so undeserving. We're dead dogs. We're lame in both feet. We're spiritually dead in and of ourselves. that's what we were But now we are made alive. We are drawn near. We are seated at your table. We are made to feast on the abundance of your house, of the blessings of the covenant of grace. And we are called to share those blessings with others. So help us to share those blessings in a way that is kind and generous, in a way that is as free and giving as what we have received from you. We pray this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for this time in God's Word today. A little bit briefer one, because it's a short chapter with, I think, a very clear, straightforward point. Tomorrow we'll move on to chapter 10. Have a blessed day in the Lord.